Kuntar Patiki Maya. Al Fuksu. You gotta be kidding me. It means I like to mate after battle. That's not what I said. Yeah. No, no, that wasn't the one I said. This one means kill Kirk. And also, hallelujah, depending on the context. You must have got it confused with, uh, Plegit Amour et que Ah, that is good. You know what that means, Tim? Well, I do. It means get the fuck out of my house before I chop your fucking head off. Mark, he's a knight. He's just a fast food knight. I should get going. Thanks uh, for the cereal. I had a lovely evening. By the way, it says balls on your face. Generation Lost, the show about movies featuring Bryn and Jeremy. That doesn't take itself too seriously. And this week, we're not taking ourselves too seriously with friend of the show, frequent podcast co-host, Emily Panic. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome you said, you said hello again. at the same time that Emily did. Let's get one clean. <laughs> yeah, we do different takes on yeah, the okay, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We, to, I'm gonna we, try we edit very technically Bryn? and serious okay so this is my serious Bryn. hello <laughs> let's get this one clean let's everyone on set quiet hello comrades in podcasting <laughs> great great I'll job only do thank one you. more hello thank you, thank you. just more of a playful okay hey <laughs> <laughs> i think we should go with the first take though guys let's <laughs> yeah i think we'll go with the first take on that but, one uh, you know what? i really appreciate the options you know it's you know, good to have options it's, really it's good to improvise you know once loose. you get the, once you get into this to the cutting room you know yeah. things change it's good to have the options <laughs> anyway thanks for being with us uh we are continuing our two month long series the twee thousands with uh garden state this yes, month this week finally into the into the meat of the damn yeah. thing we are we are through the proto phase we are through the development we are now into the full crystallization the full the full um uh, uh formation of the, the actualization of the, the, damn, the actualization yeah. we described it last week as like uh the past few weeks we've been like making clay and like <laughs> oh yeah forming you're a pot. insane <laughs> it was not insane Simulate. it was not insane it was actually really clever <laughs> and uh it made a lot of sense and this week we're putting that thing in the damn kiln <laughs> yeah we're putting the thing into the fire and when it comes out we got ourselves a damn vase. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. And, yeah, and uh, this movie really does really have everything. It does, yes. Um, uh, but, but before we get into that, Emily, I simply must know, what else have you been watching recently? Okay, well, <clears throat> I'll start by telling you that I finally, for the very first time last week, watched um, Dr. Strangelove. Ooh. which I had never wow. seen. You never seen it. And and Jamie my husband like it was like this running ongoing thing where every now and then he'd be like you should finally see Doctor Strange Love. You're going to love it. It's really funny. Mm. And I kept being like I don't know, I don't want to watch that. 
I could see how like if, if like you hadn't seen it before and somebody's trying to pitch it to you, like it's it's a hard pitch to be like it's going to be funny yeah like if you said to if you said like it looks incredible or like it's really it's just like a really important movie or something i feel like you'd watch it sooner than like you're watching like a black and white movie about nuclear war and you're like it's not gonna be funny yeah and there's no way absolutely and i don't uh i'm trying to think of uh what what's the director's name again stanley kubrick um i'm like i mean i love most of the kubrick movies that i've seen but yeah, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily sold on it being funny, and sure. it, I just anticipated it being a slog or something. I don't, it was some mental block I had, and so finally I was like, "All right, let's. I'm going to save our marriage. Let's watch this." It's <laughs> <laughs> going to divorce me. Yeah, let's watch this movie. And I actually really did enjoy it, and I did mm-hmm. find it funny. I I did. Fi- I really I actually yes. Parts of it I thought were really funny. Par- parts of it, it didn't fully land for me. I actually thought the Dr. Strangelove character, you know, the movie's namesake was maybe my least favorite part. Yeah, he's a little annoying. He's a little annoying. And (laughs) even part of me was like, almost felt like I'm like, this has been done. But obviously, I understand this was probably the original movie that did anything (laughs) like that, maybe. Uh But like that one character, the one character who's like sitting there in the war room going back and forth with the president he's like the president and he's like you're really gonna do that you're gonna you're gonna call russia right now i thought that whole and like <laughs> and uh peter sellers as the president i thought was really funny mm-hmm. anyway so i did enjoy the movie i'm glad i watched it um and then the other two things i've watched very recently were uh never have i End- ever the mindy kaling show for teenagers oh yes 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 i've watched I've this. I, this i like it a I lot i love it I have I more really questions about Doctor Strange. Love, okay, though. sure, okay. sure. <laughs> we'll come back to this. Put a pin in that. No, because I, 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 I I'm love, writing it down. I love we'll Doctor Strange. Love, and I thought it was very funny when I was young. Like I saw the movie for the first time when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it with my parents, and they didn't like it. And I was like, "This is funny, guys! Like, don't you get it?" And they right. were like, "No." And so I've I've seen it a couple times, but I haven't seen it since college. So I wasn't sure if you were going to say it was actually very funny. I've um, I think parts of but, it were funny, but did you did you feel like it was worth it as a comedy, or was it like enjoyable and well paced and well acted and entertaining as well as politically interesting, or was it just funny enough to be like enjoyable as a comedy? Um, I, I, I. Good question. <laughs> I, being I think I was surprised <laughs> at how funny I actually found it maybe because I just anticipated that it might feel dated and mm-hmm. in certain places it did feel dated but yeah. sure. I, I just I think that like the character acting the character acting from Peter Sellers as well as some of the other supporting cast I actually did think was very funny and yeah. but yes I also can appreciate it from a place of being like at the time I understand that this was very groundbreaking and and probably somewhat incisive as commentary. Yeah, I find a lot of times like old movies just in general like comedy is, you know, it doesn't often hold up very well. Like it's 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 very hard for old stuff to be very funny and there is stuff in there that like I always find very funny the the guy who's kind of like off on his own in the story who's uh it's I think it's Peter Sellers as well in the um with General Ripper. Yeah, the guy who's like 
talking about like the purity of water and whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, like, that's general. Yeah, record. I love him. I think he's so funny. Wait, yeah, and then he... just hearing him like go off on monologues about like about <laughs> mineral water and stuff. Was that the guy? Not the guy that's trapped with the like the other army guy who is basically like, "I'm not giving you the codes." Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the oh, guy. yeah. That guy was really funny. Yes, yeah, that Man character is funny. Um, the British guy. And then Peter Sellers is one other guy, too. He's one of the guys on the He's the president, right? he's Dr. Strangelove, and he's Mandrake, and that's it. He's three. Oh, so he's not on the airplane at no, all? No, that's a different... Oh. That's a character actor. That guy on the airplane I also thought was funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the character that's in the room with the president I actually thought was maybe the funniest, that guy. Mm-hmm. That's like the the general yeah. guy, the, um, the George C. Scott like, character, the yes, guy who's George like constantly trying to pitch like increasingly more insane things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he's like chewing His gum, is... I think, at one point, and he's just yeah, like yeah, yeah, every yeah. decision the president makes, he's like, "You're gonna do what? You're gonna you're gonna tell them? <laughs> you're gonna tell them about this happening?" I yeah. thought that George C. Scott was so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's what a great movie, great film. All right, and then never have I ever, never have I ever. With uh, it's made by Minnie Kaling, but she's not in no, it. No, the um, the lead, her name is like Matri something, mm-hmm. but it's yes, it's a, it's based on Mindy Kaling's childhood. It's definitely made for teens, but it's like really cute and easy to digest. And there's like hot guys in it who are not actually high school aged, and it, <laughs> so it's okay. It's just like <laughs> you're allowed to. You're allowed. It's okay. Um, <laughs> It's, it's just like this is a safe the place. Perfect combination of being kind of like funny and sweet and relatable to some degree. <clears throat> and it's um John McEnroe <laughs> is the um is the narrator yeah. in it, which is very funny. What the tennis player? Yeah, yeah but it's like not about tennis. Like she doesn't play tennis. I don't think. No, no. It it's that her. So the story is about this high school girl, and her father has died. Um, her father dies suddenly before the series starts and it, it traumatizes her and like what they bonded over one big thing they bonded over was tennis, I think. And he loved John McEnroe. Okay. And so her, Famously her inner angry. monologue is kind of like narrated by John McEnroe, but he also references right. the fact that he is John McEnroe and yeah, he's constantly talking about like <laughs> stuff that happens in the yeah. life of John McEnroe, which is very funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he'll have be you like, seen it? Yeah, yeah. I watched the whole thing. It's really it's good. Really, you watched the new season too? Is there a new, new, new yeah, season? Yeah, the third like, like season brand new? just came out, and I watched oh, okay, it Okay, then no, I haven't seen it. I'm very excited to tell my wife. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's great. <laughs> Not to watch it, just to tell them. <laughs> just to tell it, and we'll never, we'll never watch it. But I just, but she's gonna just love knowing hearing, that I have it. She's going to be thrilled that they... they knowing that I have that <laughs> <laughs> means a lot. Uh, I love also, like, speaking of the, the father dying before the show starts altogether, I really appreciate how much they load into the beginning just, like, without ever having it like on screen like because another big thing is that she in the depression of her father dying and the trauma of it she's like she like loses her ability to walk for a while but then we begin the show with her being able to walk again yeah so it's like this weird thing that's just hanging over the whole first season of people being like oh that's that weird girl who like pretended to be paralyzed right. yes <laughs> yes yeah. She didn't pretend though. She was just she just had this She was trauma. she was genuinely like, traumatized, but but everybody in her school are like high school idiots, so they're like, right. "Oh, that weird girl pretended to be fucking paralyzed for attention or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, that must suck. Yeah. That's probably a thing that's happened, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder Damn. if that did that actually happen to Mindy Kaling no way. I don't think so. 
I don't know. I wonder where that. It's such a weird thing to make came. up. Yeah, it yeah. Is, but I feel like she must have heard some story about that happening and was like, "Yeah, that's going in my show." Because that's one of those things. Like there was a there was a band in my uh, town growing up that had a song called uh, "Deadbeat Dad" that was about like a shitty dad, and I knew a bunch of kids who like loved that song because they were like holy shit like it's so cool that some like this cool older guy is like singing the song about his piece of shit dad because i've got a piece of shit dad Mm -hmm. and i remember my friend matt going up to him being like hey man like that song like really like helped me like work through some things about my dad and whatever my feelings about him and and uh chris the singer of the band is like hey man i just want you to know like my dad is like still in my life and he's like a pretty good guy. I'm sorry that I like <laughs> made you feel a certain way or whatever, but like it's just a song that I wrote. Sorry that I co opted uh, the idea of having a deadbeat dad. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just shattered him. Absolutely shattered him. He was really sad about that? He was really upset about it. Yeah, he was like, I don't know how to feel about right. it. Right. <laughs> Man, appropriating yeah. strange deadbeat fathers. Deadbeat dad yeah. privilege. Yeah, for real. Um, And you said there was a third thing. Was the third? Oh, the third thing is Indian matchmaking. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that? that's on Netflix? It's on Netflix, and of course, it was recommended right after the. Of course, never have I ever, which is also it's very Indian. She's a young Indian girl, and it's about also generations of women in her family who are Indian, Mm -hmm. and and yes. And then I started watching Indian matchmaking, which yesterday my husband came and sat down, and he was like you're not we're we can't watch this and i was like <laughs> and i was like i am watching this why did it, why can't you watch well because he was like because he doesn't you're he not doesn't want, no, not like, he doesn't want to watch it he was like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. you, you can't surely be making us watch this and i was like well you could go watch in the other room like you can you've got a computer you can go do something else i'm gonna watch my stories <laughs> What is it? It's so I guess uh It's like you could go you could go rap or go something. Rap I don't know. Go somewhere else. You, like, seriously. Don't make a beat. Get out of here. You've got things. Let go, me have yeah, a this thing. This is my thing right now. Um yeah. so I, I guess the premise is that like in Indian culture it's people get have matchmakers and maybe it's like a little bit less common in 2022 but so that's the idea is that there are these modern young indian people who are still who go to a matchmaker an indian matchmaker and they get set up with other indian people and they have and so it just like follows these different people and there's this one matchmaker and she's setting them up and like you know a lot of times the dynamic is that these young people are like well they, they just have these very specific requests that they're like, they have mm. to be Punjabi. <laughs> they have to be this. They okay. have to be Hindu, but also they have to be tall. And also they have to be like this type of job. And it's just like these very, very like kind of difficult. I would imagine difficult to find someone that fits all of those qualifications that they're searching for. But mm. yes, it's like sure. a modern dating show, but it's, they're all Indian people getting set up by a matchmaker. Mm. do they have a state so it's a reality show is there a stage where they can be like no like is there a next button or something or is it just their their (laughs) or is it more like a game show sort of thing or is it more of like a slice of life it's a slice of life so yeah that she sets them up on dates and then it doesn't work out sometimes and then you know you know they'll go back to her and be like well this person didn't meet enough of my requirements or i didn't click with them and so then she sets them up again with different people but yeah, my experience with the friends I have who are uh, Indian, uh, this is not uncommon. 
uh, like every friend I have who's Indian has said their parents are always trying to like send them matches and stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, mm. go, go. Like all of them have arranged marriages. Like mm. they keep trying to be like, you're going to marry this girl. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and that I happens in um, Never Have I Ever with um, the cousin, Davy's uh, older cousin. And she like has like this cool, fun white boyfriend in college <laughs> who she like. Right, she has like the white boyfriend that she breaks up with, or is or at least not Indian, as I recall. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. But then she, well, I don't want to get give any any spoilers away for the third. Any season. spoilers? Spoilers. But at some point, she like she like breaks up with this fun boyfriend to like go into an arranged That's marriage right. situation. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like in my memory, he was white, but he might not be. I honestly cannot remember. <laughs> I just know he's not Indian. <laughs> But yes, that's the storyline is that they're trying to set up the, the cousin, the super hot cousin. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds tough. I don't know. Is it is it produced? Like, how is it produced? Is it produced like a, like a, I'm imagining who wants to be a millionaire? No, no. <laughs> no, it's not like they're all in the same room. It's like you meet this new person who's meeting the matchmaker. So they'll be like, mm. Bryn. You know, and then mm-hmm. the person talks about themselves and what they're looking for, and then you see them meeting with the matchmaker, and then down the line you see the matchmaker meeting with them and their families, like and their parents, and right. then you know maybe you'll and it's not see like the dates. Is it sort of like the Bachelor almost? It's not like but the Bachelor. Like, oh dang! No, it's not like a game show format. I know. It's like, I... Um, I'm trying to think of like another reality show. Well, that's like I mean, this. have you like, seen Love on the Spectrum? Yes, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> it's, I was it's about autistic that. people. That's yeah, what love uh-huh. on the spectrum is. Yes. Yeah. Or neurodivergent uh, people. And- well, when you said that Jamie said we can't watch this, that's what I was thinking. You were talking about is that like he he went in and was like, we're, we're not supposed to be watching this. this we're not is- Indian people. No, 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 people. no. Like, that is not what he <laughs> meant. Like when I watched when I watched Love on the Spectrum, I watched an episode of it. And I was like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be watching. Feel this. Like I feel like it's I feel really something. uncomfortable. Yeah, I felt like I was like. I like if autistic people want to watch this, they should watch yeah. this. Like I feel <laughs> fucked up watching. Well, this. I do think one one thing I've read about <laughs> Love on the Spectrum. I mean, I think that it gives. I think it sort of shines a light on people that maybe non neurodivergent people don't understand, and so maybe mm-hmm. you gain a greater understanding of just I don't know of how people are. Certain people are sure. Mm. But maybe it's exploitative. It seems to be, I mean, it it feels like it's done in a way that, that they have a lot of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like in, in integrity. It doesn't feel exploitative. And, um, but yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of exploitative, <laughs> the only thing I watched this week was the rehearsal. Oh, I still mm. haven't seen it. I haven't seen the newest episode. I have not seen the oh, newest Oh, so not, one. neither of you have seen I it? I haven't no. seen it at all. I have not watched the show yet. Uh, well, then I will just say, highly recommended. It's very good. It's very funny in places and extremely awkward and mm-hmm. t- emotionally strange in places. Uh, but I won't Classic say anything about Na- the Nathan new episode. <laughs> the new episode was less exciting, mm-hmm. I guess I'll say, than I wanted it to be. But I still have high hopes for the sixth episode. Yeah. Um, I think watching them two in a row tomorrow will be a, a really good mm. way to do it. Hopefully, hopefully, um, there is something 
you'll really like it. It's very. It's probably the funniest episode. Really, I think it's it. It didn't go stranger, but it went funnier. Beautiful. Um, that's what I want. Do you want me to yeah. take my headphones out so you can talk no, about no, 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 it? No, 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 no. It's okay. We, the listener shouldn't know either. Next week we'll talk about the finale tomorrow, and yeah. then that'll be it because we talked about this last week because we both watched it. So that's all I watched, and luckily we only have time for really two people to talk about. They so I'll ask Jeremy. Emily, I'm going to ask Jeremy, what did you watch this week? <laughs> Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I, uh, in, in the interest of our Tweet Thousands project, uh, I did the additional reading this week. I had uh, Jeremy's doing the work. I'm doing the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, so this week, we're, we're in 2004. We watched Garden State. The other two films that we had on our additional reading list for 2004 were Napoleon Dynamite and um, The Life Aquatic. Uh-huh. And I had watched... I had watched both of those pretty recently, so they're pretty fresh in my head. So I just ended up going and watching like on YouTube, like like clips of each one, just trying to like refresh my memory and jog my memory a little bit to like just kind of like see where they slot into this whole map that we're building. And I ended up actually watching a long um, podcast interview with the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, um, John is it John Hader? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it's John Hader. Yeah. Um, really fascinating guy. Very funny. Very charming. Uh, Mormon. Didn't know that. Uh, Mormon. He, he's Mormon. So are the directors. Oh. It's a Mormon film. What the hell? Yeah. Isn't it's that very crazy? Mormon. That's why it's so clean. Right. That's why like there's no cursing. There's no anything. Like it's just a very clean no, movie. And it felt like an intentional, almost like an ironic intentional choice to make it that way. But I guess it was not mm-hmm. ironic. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not <laughs> ironic. Very intentional thing. Um, I have to say, awesome movie. I love Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I think it's. I think part of what's so charming about it is like how clean it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's 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 a big part of the charm of the movie. It's a big part of what I enjoy what, about it. What what state does it take place in? Uh, it's like Iowa, I think, or Nebraska. It's not Utah. It's not Utah. No, it's not a Mormon place, and they are not Mormon. The characters, right? Um, it's really just about like any old middle of nowhere place. Um, right. Was, was this but, at, the, at the height of like Will Ferrell comedies being the big thing, which are kind of just about on the yeah. opposite uh-huh. end of the spectrum being like over the top, just crass, right? Like, yeah. And then he ends up being in true, um, yeah. blades of glory. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that's about where we're at uh, historically. And I think it is very much like whether or not it's intentionally a commentary on that type of comedy. It's, it's definitely a, like a counterpoint to yeah. it. Anchorman is the same year. Mm-hmm. Old school is the year before. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely that era. Um, it's, uh, it's incredible. It's fascinating. It's wild. It's like such a specific thing napoleon dynamite i'm assuming everybody at home has seen napoleon dynamite i can't imagine you haven't but if you haven't (laughs) it's about a weird kid in the middle of nowhere town uh and he uh he's like isolated and and alienated from his friends because he's just really strange and possibly on the spectrum it's not really like spelled out exactly but he like has a lot of trouble like conveying emotions he has a lot of trouble like filtering himself he just like speaks very honestly to everybody about everything and it kind of just like 
it makes him just constantly at odds with everybody around him. He has a weird brother. He has a weird uncle. He has a weird grandma. They live in a house together. He has friends at school. One of them is a weird girl with a side ponytail. The other one is a weird Mexican kid who runs for uh, class president. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helps his friend um, run for president. He tries to ask the weird girl out, but then his president friend asks her out first, and they reconcile at the end. Uh, and then his brother gets a hot black girlfriend and moves to <laughs> Michigan. And I think that's most of the stuff that happens in the movie. Yeah, it's barely like a story. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's sort of like a... It's a character piece. I guess it's a character I mean, I feel piece. like Garden State is barely a story, too. It's just a series yes. of that's like, absolutely things true. that happen. Exactly. But Which we'll get I there in a moment. Remember. Uh, uh, but no, Napoleon Dynamite, I, it's funny because my experience with Napoleon Dynamite was that it was an indie movie. Mm-hmm before I really thought of it as anything else, because I saw the trailer as I was wont to do as a high schooler on Apple trailers. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things that looked really wild and strange. And I had, it was one of those movies where I had to drive out of town like an hour to go see it at like the fancy theater that played um, indie movies that Mm -hmm. we didn't get wide release. So I thought of it as like, you know, an independent film. It yeah, was like I was seeing sure. like kind of an artsy movie. It's very much in the spirit of um, my big fat Greek wedding in that it's like a small, very small indie movie that just like became a cultural force. Mm-hmm. Well, it was weird because I was so funny. I remember having, cause I remember I went to see it and I was just, it's, it was insanely funny. Mm-hmm. It was the whole theater was laughing. It was a great time. And then over the year, it came out more places. Yeah. And I kind of had my first dealing with like poser kind of feeling of like, right. is it cool? Right. Because it got everyone else likes co-opted it. Co-opted by everybody and like all the lamest people you knew loved it. So I think yeah. it made you be like, <laughs> am I lame too? Because I. And it got quoted to death. Yeah. And everybody's and- wearing a vote what- for Pedro shirt. Mm-hmm. It showed, it started showing up in, in hot topic. Like, yeah. Which I found yeah. very weird because I was goth at the right. time. Usually and, the death knell for things that you love. Well, that yeah. that was the first one I remember being like, this doesn't even belong here. Like, this isn't even goth or yeah. dark. Or it's spooky. a positive movie with no cursing. What's it doing yeah. here? Yeah. So I was like, what is anything? So it definitely had a lot of weird emotions around it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but I never stopped liking it. Yeah. Like, I never, like, I had it on DVD and I'd throw it on sometimes. I was still really funny. Like, yeah. It's not a bad movie just because I learned the Dave Matthews lesson where it's just like, well, I guess Dave Matthews is the wrong one because that <laughs> band kind of is bad. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but like sometimes the fans of something are can be lame and it's sure. like annoying succession. and the thing can be I'm good. Like, succession is a really good, smart show. And just because a lot of dumb douchebags love to blow coke and watch <laughs> it and imagine that they're like, you know, they like it for maybe the wrong reasons or something. It doesn't oh, make really? it that. I don't know. This is my... that. That reminds me a lot of Mad Men, yeah. which mm-hmm. I cons- I consider to be a show, one of the most pointed, along with like The Sopranos, like a, a pointed and interesting history about like capitalism slowly taking over everything during the 60s. It's like a politically really interesting show. But at the time, what I knew most about it was that there was a Facebook filter that turned you into a Mad Men character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like absolutely wrong. It people got were dudes like, back into skinny ties. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Don Draper, this like unrepentant rapist and racist, is just like a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. 
Is um, he racist? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. More, it's oh, the yeah. 60s. No, it's I mean I 60s. know it's the 60s. I I've been, I've actually been recently watching Mad Men again because I've oh, because cool. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it a million times, so it's a classic comfort show for me to throw on and be like this is I know it's going to be a good I'm going to enjoy it's always good, watching yeah. Mad Men. But I feel like the point, I mean, of course, everybody is racist and stuff, but he's like, well, why don't we, you know, when there's like black people in the lobby, he's like, well, so hire them, you know, or like, sure, I'll have a black secretary or whatever. He, he's sort of like, but what if they move into his little suburb? (laughs) He's definitely like the opportunist. He's not like outwardly like, I fucking hate Don Draper in a, in a meeting inventing redlining. (laughs) It's like, it's a black neighborhood. Well, like, there was that episode where Pete Campbell was like, why aren't we marketing televisions to to black communities? Like, there's been a surge of these tele- TVs, and he, like, brings it up in a meeting, and they get super offended, and they're like, we are not. Mm. He's like, why don't you advertise in Ebony? And, like, because <laughs> I was whatever pilled by the show, I was like, he's woke. Um, not really, but... <laughs> Don Draper Pete is killed. woke. Well, yeah, Pete Campbell... Oh yeah, Pete. I'm Pete Pilled. I'm Pete Pilled, <laughs> based in Pete Pilled. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good show. Anyway, so Napoleon Dynamite, very funny, very funny movie. Uh, stuff that's funny in it, aside from like just how directly specific every idea in it, and I mean like every idea is like so specific that you're like, where are you drawing this from? Because there's <laughs> yeah, no what, way this is a real guy. What so, world like, is this? Where is this coming from? But the things that are really funny to me are like, there's a lot of like directorly stuff that happens where you're like. This is just something that's like, like the kind of. Um, I'm thinking of, for example, when uh, Pedro shows Napoleon his bike, and then he's like, "You ever take it off a jump?" And he's like, he rides it off of this like shitty little wooden ramp, and it's this very like head-on like Wes Anderson-y sort of shot of Napoleon standing behind this wooden ramp. Pedro rides over it with a bike, just like barely comes off of it. And then the camera just does this really, really sharp and dramatic zoom into Napoleon to get really close to him. And, like, you think he's going to say something, like, funny or, or insightful or whatever. It just shoo, snap zooms in. And he's like, you must have gotten, like, th- three feet of air on that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, like, a lot of, like, little things like that, like, director's choices that just, like, make me laugh so much. There's one where they're, like, they get the, the mail order uh, time machine and... Um, He's like, yeah, oh uh, yeah, uh, Uncle was Uncle Rico got Rico, it. Yeah. Rico got it off the internet, and like he's like reading the manual, and then he's like going to turn it on. He's like, oh wait, I forgot to put the crystals in it, and it's this like very close up shot of his hand <laughs> just putting these little crystals into this little <laughs> this little hole in it. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. And the things that the things that match up with our map that we're drawing, there's not a lot of them. I actually thought it was uh, it's it's a little bit of an outlier, but there are some aesthetic similarities. Yeah, it's mostly an aesthetic. Just happens to be. I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like Napoleon Dynamite is the first paper cutout titles. One, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That that's mm. the first paper cutout with the with the hand drawing. Yeah. Um, and from there, that will get kind of folded into this whole thing. It's not ever. There's not a, a sad guy money shot. Absolutely not, uh, because nobody's sad in the movie, really. Um, but there is the uh, the conflict of of <laughs> the conflict of whiteness with uh, with other races. Mm. There's um, when uh, when Kip, his brother, starts dating the black girl, and then he starts dressing with like the do rag and the and <laughs> yeah. the the black denim jacket and whatever there is still the the pointing out of we are white people we are not non-white people right 
and this happens, Emily, you haven't been on the other episodes, but this keeps happening in all of these movies. There's some point where it's like, we are white. This is about white people and white identity. Like, yeah. Did you watch Elizabethtown yet? No, that's, that's next... coming later. Okay. I don't know what's in that one. I don't remember I don't anything from it. I don't it. either. I I've was never seen it. But Garden State, happened. I was really surprised because I, I didn't remember anything in that. And then the, like one of the first things you see him do is like draw the, the Asian eyes yep. onto himself to work at the Vietnamese restaurant. Yep. But in, in... What? In what? In Garden State. Oh, yeah. When he well, draws he's the got mascara a, onto Is that what eyes. he's doing? Yeah. yeah. He's doing himself look more Asian. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Royal Tenenbaums... I feel like I didn't remember before rewatching it that the the central story of that is that is that royal comes back into their lives to prevent a black man from right. marrying into their family. Yes. <laughs> and as Jamie has pointed out about that movie and why he doesn't like it, he's like, "Oh, this is Harlem, but there's like zero black people. There's this one well-to-do black man who's like this yeah. Yeah, yeah. exemplary <laughs> black man and then no everybody else is white. Everybody else is white. But yeah. that ruins the movie for him. He doesn't like it. That's one thing that stands out to him. Yes, that he's like, <laughs> yeah. This is no, a, it's definitely a version of New York, and there's zero. There's one black person. Yeah. Yes, I think it yeah. is wild. It's a very like rich white person New York movie. I mean, mm-hmm. and a lot of and West that's stuff is like that, except for like Indian people. It's it's pretty yeah. white. Yeah, I really like the last movie he did, which has a very good non-white story. I didn't watch it. About- I didn't see it. I think it's the last part of that movie is one of the best things he's ever done. It's not the best movie he's ever made by far, but like that last part is incredible. It's basically like what if James Baldwin was a food critic. Okay. Um, and it's great. Um, but yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. It's very adjacent. Yeah. But it's it's not, it's definitely not. I'm glad we didn't cover it because yeah. it wouldn't have been. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good piece of the map. However, folks at home, funnier than you remember. Go ahead and give it a rewatch <laughs> if you haven't seen it in a while. Holds up. All right, I'm, I I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm now definitely gonna watch like it. watch the whole thing again. I just watched clips of it this yeah. week. Um, uh, I watched it. The last time I rewatched it was when Mo was in the hospital, and it was a very big. Uh, it was a very like helpful healing thing for us. <laughs> oh, that was my memory of it. it. Was like it was like two days before Nico was born. Uh-huh. That's so cute. All right, well, let's talk about what we're here to talk about, which is 2004's. Garden State, the directorial debut of Zach Braff, who was famous for Zach Braff, starring Zach Braff and Natalie Portman and Peter Sarsgaard, not Skarsgaard. And uh, what was it? Oh, uh, Bilbo Baggins. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yes, his name is Ian Holm. Ian Holm is in it. A lot of great character Um, actors in this movie. Yeah, I will say. Yeah. his directorial debut. Oh, he was famous for Scrubs at this point. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he was, I was just googling was just, to see what year Scrubs came out. Scrubs is a weird show because I feel like I always forget how yeah, that's incredibly what I was gonna say, is like, popular it was. It was huge. That's what I was going to say. Is like not only is this like not only was he known for Scrubs before this, he was a major success for Scrubs before this. Like this was given to him basically because he had fuck you money from Scrubs, right? Uh, did he did he he did he fund it himself or I don't think he did but I know that basically he had the kind of sway at the time that he could just be like let me make a movie and they're like okay it apparently only had a budget of 2.5 million dollars which mm-hmm. is not very much meaning Natalie Portman was working on scale yeah what did it make 35 that's not as much as I thought I looked fucking um, Lost in Translation made crazy money oh yeah it was very successful but this was a critical darling, mm-hmm. 
which is very interesting. Um, why don't you go ahead and run down the plot of the movie? For oh, us? sure. So Zach Braff is an actor in um, uh, in L.A. What's that place called? What's that place Los called? Los Angeles. Old L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's an actor in LA. He works at a Vietnamese restaurant, and um, he's having awful headaches. Uh, and which is crazy. Oh no, go ahead. I won't. I he's won't. having awful headaches, and he can't figure out why. And uh, he gets a phone call from his dad, Bilbo Baggins, uh, to let him know that his mom died, and he has to come home for a funeral. So he does. It's his first time coming home in a very long time. Nine years. He uh, he starts encountering old family friends, family members. Uh, regular friends from high school. Yeah, every single person um, he runs into is someone he knew from high school. Yeah, yeah. which is very funny and true to life. I feel like uh, for <laughs> In that New Jersey, that time period of your life, and for that type of town, maybe. Um, so then he, uh, uh, his dad, Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> refers him to a neurologist uh, to check out his weird headaches. At the neurologist's office, he meets Natalie Portman, who is. Um, kind of like uh the manic pixie dream if you ever saw yeah if you ever saw (laughs) season three of arrested development she's kind of like the mr f girl Uh, (laughs) (laughs) she's not that bad (laughs) (laughs) that's all i could think about the whole time uh but so he he starts hanging out with her they they start to to uh court one another uh he meets her wacky family and all of their dead pets uh, they hang out a little bit more. Peter Sarsgaard tries to like vie for attention a little bit, but kind of like loses out in the end. Uh, and then um, Zach Braff uh, is going to go back to L.A. And then he doesn't, so he can stay with Natalie Portman. Right in his so, hometown, so he can bone Natalie Portman. So he can bone Natalie Portman for a little while longer until he gets bored. I Even assume. though it's not entirely clear if she can legally consent. <laughs> She's not <laughs> disabled. <laughs> She's just quirky. It really, it. I don't know, man. It <laughs> it read very different on this viewing. Yeah, I, I've, it's fu- it's funny because I feel that way too, but the opposite. Like when I saw this movie, I was like unclear whether she was supposed to be mentally ill because mm-hmm. she keeps hiding her epilepsy, right? And I think I just missed it that she, they like her mom says it randomly, mm-hmm. and then like later she talks about how she fainted in the office or she whatever had a, had a seizure in the office she explains it but it's um yeah they they're playing it seems like they're playing with you're not supposed to know what's wrong with her right she's at the neurologist well, she also right is a compulsive liar and they right. keep joking like she keeps joking about she's like i haven't lied in three days and he's like is that true and she's like no and they're like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and i'm like but really guys how is this gonna play out yeah and like what is this like, what what is her arc Right. What is wrong with her and why is she being like this and why does she like him? Right. That's a, the big question mark of this movie is why does she like him? And also cuz he's not very endearing. No, he is so flat as a character. That's his whole thing is that he's everything. He's just like unaffected. There's multiple right. of those shots where all the stuff is happening around him and he's just sitting expressionless. Yeah. I think the idea is that he's like he's all zonked out from his meds, yes. and then by the end of the movie, he's like starting to be normal or whatever. Can can I just say something about that? Because I told Jamie that we were doing this um, movie, and he w- and he told me he had a friend that he's no longer friends with, a person who 
uh, did have mental issues and was on meds and saw this movie and was like, I'm going to go off my meds to disastrous results. Like this is a person who needs their meds, watched this movie (laughs) and was like, yeah, I'm not really living. I'm not myself and went off his meds. Yeah. And then probably and then was near suicidal or something uh, or um, many <laughs> different issues that this person had uh, all yes came back to the forefront sure yeah. and th- that's so the movie really you know yes it's about coming home and it's about you know living your life and falling in love and you know not shutting yourself off from experience or whatever but really what the movie is about is stopping taking your meds and how that's great yeah Yeah. and how everybody should do it regardless of your situation yeah like he's probably manic like i mean i don't like it's hard to imagine not being well making these decisions in like a clear head but they because he just has only been off of his meds for three days but what they say is that like he went on meds initially because he accidentally paralyzed his mother at the age of eight and his father yeah. was his psychiatrist, which is not okay and shouldn't happen. Yeah. Sure. And that he had- and the neurologist is like, he knows better. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you would like call, like you'd, you'd call the you know, whatever governing body there is to like have his license taken <laughs> yeah, yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to do that. No, <laughs> it's unethical. And he's like, I've just been medicated since I was eight. And I accidentally paralyzed my mom because my dad said that I should be on these meds. Right. Um, this is an, uh, this is abusive. Yeah. Uh, which yes. is never really dealt with. There is literally one scene in the movie where they just, Zach Braff gives a, like a monologue about like, hey, we shouldn't be mad at each other and you shouldn't con- be a controlling freak. And he's like, all right. And it's like, <laughs> what fantasy world do you live in where this is how, like, I mean, I know it's a movie, but like, if the movie is supposed to be about like, family and like getting over your issues and stuff this is like the most lazy way to do it like why even have this part be in the movie yeah and he says he's like you know we're gonna be okay right dad i'm like how do you know that he has he's not (laughs) repentant for what he's done to you like and you've only been off your meds for a couple of days you really don't know Yeah, I mean, maybe you don't have anything, but and you're like, staying here to be with this woman that you met a couple days ago, who might be mentally disabled. Yeah, like <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that are are there's a lot of things up in the air right now. And to his credit, he does kind of say that too, where he's like, "Look, I got to figure a lot of shit out. I don't know what the fuck's going on, man, but I knew I do know that I love you." After four days. Yeah. After four days, and um, you changed my life. And you've changed my life, and I'm Zach Braff. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if you think some random girl changed your life by showing you a Shin song and crying <laughs> about your mom, like, you probably aren't in your right mind. Yeah. Like, all of the, <laughs> like, all of the evidence. Go back on the meds. <laughs> Go back on the meds, Zach. All of the evidence is pointing towards your manic. Yeah. Like, he's behaving in a manic way, I think. To me, not to armchair psychologi- psychologize him. What are you, yeah. his like, dad, that, Bilbo Baggins? Yeah. What, are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Ian Holm? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just he. It, the movie seems to be pointing that way almost yeah. in this rewatch. Oh, wait, what about there and back again? And it's the story of him getting off his meds and then realizing he has to take them again. <laughs> <laughs> and break up with Natalie That's, Portman. Yeah. Um, yeah, there and back again is Bilbo Baggins' book. Oh, that's right. But, uh, that's right. 
in in the Hobbit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's also the the subtitle of the Hobbit. Yeah, it's like or right. It's there, there and back again. A Hobbit's tale. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, I've never really been into that shit. Things that I liked <laughs> in Garden State. Okay. I, well, we should say it's not terrible. It's not no, terrible. I, that was one of my first takeaways. And listen, I'm from New Jersey, and when this came out, me and my friends loved this movie. And mm-hmm. okay. oh, yeah. in more recent years, without having rewatched it, I was like, no, surely that movie sucked. But then rewatching it today, I was like, no, there are some really funny parts. Like, there are some yes. really enjoyable parts of this movie. That's what I was going to say is things I like. It's a lot funnier than I remembered it being. And specifically, like, the stuff that he really nails is, like, is like small town, tri-state area scumbag yeah, shit. definitely. Yes. Like, that stuff is so spot on, it's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I kind of, for a little while, I just, like, resent Natalie Portman because I'm just like, go back to, what are you doing? Go hang out with Peter. He's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a stuff. A grave digger with a heart of gold whose mom is Jean Smart. <laughs> Who does grave robbing, and we like just kind of like <laughs> yeah. browse past that. And it's, but sometimes he gives them the things back. Well, when they're his friends, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. the The Jersey scumbag stuff is very funny. There's a lot of just like funny little. I don't know like, if I've ever heard grave rob. Like, usually when you think grave robbing, you think you're stealing the body. Yeah. But you're just saying the jewelry yeah. is grave. Oh no, robbing. that's what grave robbing usually is. is. It? Yeah, you're stealing the valuables off yeah. of the body. Which, to be fair, I think is that's a victimless crime. Victimless yeah, crime. Yeah, for sure. It's totally moral. As and far and, as and the film seems to think that, too. <laughs> I mean, it is. For how it just gets brushed right aside. He, like, looks at him doing it, and then there's, like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I know. And um, then he's not like, wait, did you steal my mom's shit? Yeah. And and I love, like, the, the implication of it being that it's like, well, what do you think happens at the graveyard? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, think these gu- you think these guys working, digging ditches yeah. for minimum wage, you think they're just letting the gold go <laughs> in the ground? Are you crazy? No. <laughs> Which is correct. It's like, cor- <laughs> it should be. I hope it's correct. <laughs> I hope that's fucking true. Freaks who want to be buried with something, yeah. that's strange. Unless it's, like, a valueless, sentimental thing, like, then go nuts, you know? Yeah. We buried my grandpa with his golf club. Go nuts, you know? Like, <laughs> sure. That's a good one. Take the golf club. Take the golf club. <laughs> you cares? can have it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to use it. The watch, it stays up. It stays above ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of like Robin Hood in a way. Yeah. yeah. Peter Sargard is like Robin Hood. Grave <laughs> Robin Hood. What's going on with... Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Riff acknowledged. <laughs> Good job, Emily. Thanks. Point on the board. Take that attack. <laughs> Emily, you win a second Amazon gift card this week. <laughs> I don't remember what the bit was I, from, from. I don't remember either, but I remember the Amazon gift card. I'm racking them up. <laughs> I always say that when something is particularly funny and then I never actually say what the amount of money on the gift it card is. It doesn't matter. It's, $50. it's just an honor to win one. <laughs> Free Bezos bucks. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of funny like sight gags in it too. Yeah. What do you mean like, by weird sight little things? gags? Like uh, um, him walking in the bathroom and like turning on all yes. of the automatic sinks. It's like just like a funny little visual that you're like, he probably just did this once in real life and was like, 
Save that one. File it away. I took, Zachy, I made keep a that list one for a movie. Of all of those little things, like all of those mm-hmm. little like surreal sort of, I, I wrote maybe kind of twee little like touches, stylized touches, mm-hmm. like the shirt in front of the wallpaper where it matches and walking by. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a, a million more, but yeah. I mean, what else you got? What else? Okay, let's see. Um, Give us a few. Let's see this list. Quirky three twee details. The faucets all go <laughs> off in the airport, the shirt and the wallpaper, the weird old motorcycle and sidecar, the mm-hmm. man dressed like oh, a yeah. knight in full armor in the bat in the I love kitchen. that. I love the knight. <laughs> yeah, the knight is yeah. amazing. It's so funny. It's Sheldon. Oh, the wall of diplomas with one on the ceiling. Mm. I mean Oh the whole setup I, of uh Natalie Portman's house. I mean I have a million of them. We don't need to yeah, do yeah, them all yeah. right now, but um I was thinking of like another sight gag that I really liked was him just like realizing that he had the ripped off uh, gas thing, oh, yeah, in yeah, his, yeah. the, the right. pump in his car, and that he like just very casually, as if he's doing this constantly, just like yeah. pulls it out and just chucks it into the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. I mean that one is evidence that he's too over medicated. Yes, uh-huh. like he's just like not there yeah. and not paying attention. And I I think what's weird about the movie is that so it looks cool like the thing is like there's a lot of fun visual stuff in the movie yeah he's a good director he's a i mean he's a good he's it's all framed nicely it's very competent he has a style and i would have loved to see him continue doing that uh i haven't seen his other two movies Mm. um i don't know if anyone has seen his other two movies uh one is called i wish i was here and that's the one that he crowdfunded, right? That's the one that he's cr- he crowdfunded. And then there's another one that I can't even remember the title of. Mm-hmm. Um, one is with Rachel Bilson, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I know think, who that is. <laughs> I think that he, he made this. It's surprising, though, because this was a hit. This was a big movie. Yeah. And right. then he didn't really... Either he didn't get to make anything else or he didn't want to make anything else. Because it's, it's a long time before he makes another movie. Yes. It's very confusing... Because I've always assumed after this movie was such a felt like such a a cultural touchstone, and I don't know if it's because I was a kid mm-hmm. and it was just like I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. But everybody that we know, like it, it's a. I mean, maybe it's a very specific type of person, but like seemingly everybody we know <laughs> has seen that movie and liked it and to some degree. Like I literally asked like several people about it this week and everyone was like, Oh yeah, that movie like meant a lot to me at some point. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't ask anybody, but I wasn't sure if it was like regional for me because we were from New Jersey and like Jersey. No, I mean, my wife is from Chicago and she fucking loved it. Yeah. We were watching it together last night and, and, and one of the things that we kept talking about was like, um, we couldn't tell whether it's because the, the, soundtrack was such a huge album that everybody had and listened to all the fucking time yeah whether it was because of that or if it really was that like the needle drops in this movie are so egregious they are so (laughs) fucking noticeable every time Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's hard to tell if it's because i'm so familiar with the album or not obviously the headphone one is just (laughs) joked about into infinity everybody makes fun of that scene I tried to read into that scene what he actually intended mm-hmm. because it's it is a weird shot like she, you know there's this sort there's you know Natalie Portman by the way I just want to say is acting in this movie she's acting mm-hmm. and that's weird for her like usually she's just sort of blank facedly saying lines to me 
Like I, I'm always feeling like she's sort of just like I'm Natalie Portman and I'm just looking at the screen. Even in like Annihilation, a movie I love. Um, but in this movie, she's being a character and she's like a specific kind of person. And I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. Um, it doesn't seem but, natural to her, I don't think. And every now and no. then she has this weird affect. I'm like, what? Like the first time when she's like, kick him in the balls, which that's another, like, I think a sight gag is that the seeing eye dog is humping him and then the uh-huh. woman just calls him off. Yeah. And I love that he's just like, he's got to finish soon. You're like, that's yeah. your plan. <laughs> well, surely <laughs> that's the, he's going to be done works. soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but in that scene, she shows him the song. She puts the headphones on him or he puts them on. And then the song starts playing. And then his face is just like, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> cool. And then she looks at him like, b- sort of awkwardly she does very good acting in that scene though because she she so perfectly does the like somebody's like this song means a lot to me i'm playing it for somebody i don't know what they're gonna feel and you see her like like smile unsmile a couple yeah, of yeah, times yeah. like she smiles and then goes back to yeah. like, mm, maybe she's like, she does like, it like a, ma- a million times where she's like teeth teeth go yeah. away right and I, I i felt like it wasn't the scene didn't play like I remember it. Like yeah. it wasn't a zoom in and the lights change and it's like changing his life. No, it's just this literally awkward like, moment. And, and he takes it off like midway through a yeah, part. He's like, yeah, nice. he's like, and he's cool. just like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so I don't, he's got to laugh at me this time. I really laughed at like, cause it, it is what you would do if somebody played that song for you. Right. right? Like, like you just polite. hear it. And you're like, you're like, you take one ear off. Nice. And you're like, yeah. Pretty. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know if it changed my life, but thanks. Um, yeah. I I like how um uh, uh uh like thick it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that song. I but do it's love like, that song. It's it, but it's very like wall of soundy, right? It's very like uh, it's got uh, a nice production. To I don't know it. how it's, to describe that other but, than like thick. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. that's fair. But or dense. I dense is dense, I guess the yeah. word. It's but like, it's the scene. I think serves the purpose of he's just like looking at her, and there's this moment where they get to like look at each other, yes. and like he's just like. Hey, what's you know, like they yeah. start to realize that there's like this cuteness to each other and then that's what it's for. So I don't think it's really fit. That's not the most egregious thing in this movie by far. No. And I think what's weird about this is that like the stuff that people made fun of it or are sort of soured isn't really in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that did sour to me is like when he passes by her bro- her adopted brother and then they yes. both react like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And like she's like, you're you think I'm so weird for having a black brother. <laughs> like yeah. it's like, what are you guys talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's like really stuck on that. He's like, so what is he adopted? And like, yeah, you could politely just in your head be like, oh, he's probably adopted, yeah. and then not ask <laughs> you didn't about hear, it. You didn't hear his African voice, and you didn't <laughs> yeah. hear them talk to each other as brother he's and like, sister, uh, and just kind of like piece that one together. Was it like? <laughs> Zach. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm that sorry, was... Natalie. I'm noticing something yeah. right now. <laughs> okay, it doesn't seem like he's your biological brother. <laughs> Am I getting that? <laughs> now, I'm noticing that you're white. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that was the first So time. tell me about your dad. <laughs> Where, where's dad at? What does he sort of look like? <laughs> What's his name? What's, what's your dad's name? <laughs> because there, because <laughs> there's a moment in the in when when I was like, because I was thinking about what we were talking about, yeah. where like all of these movies are like, we are white. Yeah, there's some and point in the movie the where you have to point out we movies, are white. The main character of this movie is a white person and not 
any other race. And I thought it was going to be because I didn't really remember that because he's not a part I of, didn't remember that at all. Because yeah. he's not a character. He has nothing to do. It doesn't pay off he's, ever. He's a joke. He's a joke in the movie. He's a joke in the movie that he's just a black guy is there. An African guy is there. And it, it's weird because... They didn't I even thought, give him a good story. They were just like, oh, he just like showed up one no, day like this, three years ago. Well, the story <laughs> is that like he was one of the Sally Struthers kids and she was like, yeah. he's a right. kid that had flies on his face, which you're like, okay. And then, but she, which yeah. I guess is like kind of a joke of like, what if a family was so kind that they actually adopted that kid? Kind of. Right. Like, and at least, but it's not really, but at least they're really like, land. He, you know, and then he went to Rutgers to study criminal justice and he was like, oh, well, I'm used to having a tribe and a family around. And so he started living with them. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then later he's dusting. The dusting for fingerprints is the so dusting funny. dusting for paw prints <laughs> is pretty funny. And it's, it, there's only one dog, yeah, right? I, well, I, we or always, no, 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 there's a couple dogs. Yeah. There's a couple no, dogs. No, no, that's right. There's, there's, yeah, there's a few. There's at least three It would be wilders. so much funnier if there was only one yeah. dog. Points to <laughs> a canine, yeah. Points to a canine. I'm not quite to the bottom of it yet. That's pretty funny. <laughs> It's funny because, yeah, it's a good bit, and, and it's he gets funny because you watch her, um, you watch her ice skating through the dust. Oh, which is an interesting little, a little right. uh, detail. Oh there. yeah, but it's just like that moment where they're like, where he's just like, okay, what the fuck about like, and then she says her it's family so... is fucked up. I'm like, no, yeah, actually, what do you mean? Just because you have a, a an adopted brother? Yeah, uh, that part. There's some stuff in in this movie that really doesn't age well and is like pretty outwardly racist yeah um but not i mean just really that one i think maybe there's something else um i mean drawing the drawing the eyes onto himself is like probably in pretty poor taste yes. i don't think you'd get away with it today by the way <laughs> that was filmed at sea tie in in williamsburg because i really? was trying to find what? the locations in new jersey and i that one popped up that yes sea tie in williamsburg it I wasn't guess it, in L.A., you I mean? Guess, <laughs> it was not. I guess it makes sense that you wouldn't fly to L.A. Just for whole, the one just shot. Just for the one yeah. shot, but yeah, that, that's and very I mean, you surprising You can, can cheat it when he, gets into his, uh, when he gets into the parking lot. Yeah. Right. Um, I also would have just assumed a lot of it was filmed in L.A. because it's a movie and it was doing scrubs, but I guess... No, they actually filmed you would in New to, Jersey. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I it mean, looks how like are Jersey. you going to... Yeah, that's the thing is you can make Jersey look like L.A. I don't think you can make L.A. look like <laughs> Jersey. No, you really can't. I've really not really been to Jersey, so I, I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> You've never been to Jersey? <laughs> I mean, I've driven through it's it, but I've never like, purposefully gone it's to Jersey. It's a beautiful place. A lot of fun stuff in Jersey. They call it the Garden State for a reason. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> what is it? There's gardens there? People got yeah, gardens. People, oh, gardens. Okay. people got gardens <laughs> over there. <laughs> So, but, okay, politically and within our framework, the movie is absolutely about being completely alienated from everybody. Yes, yes. Thematically, fits right in. It is the pinnacle. It is... It, it is, is the flame Alienated guy. Pot or whatever. Alienated people trying to find connection. Uh, absolutely. Napoleon Dynamite also alienated guy trying to find connection. Okay, um, yeah. It's literally all of these movies. Are, it's That's what it is. Um, it's about someone. But this one feels, I mean, opening with like a plane crash. Yeah. Like felt really like, whoa, it's 2004. Like, mm. hey. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that was brutal, man. By the way, uh, fucking lady holding a baby right next to you. Yeah, that yeah. really was not not a very <laughs> nice like way that. to open that fucking movie for me. <laughs> and it also never really gets addressed again beyond yeah. that. You're like, oh, he's yeah, alienated. He's, he's unaffected. So blase. And like, exactly. Yeah. He turns on the air conditioning. Yeah. And I think I think what I was trying to get to, and I'm kind of throwing this up in the air for the room is why did this why did why was this important to people like why did all of us or i don't know about you but you know this i mean this resonated with me for sure as a high schooler what was it about this movie that was like damn i feel this it's interesting i was thinking about this last night because i was like i was very intrigued by how much this movie is about being a a mid-20s person going back to your hometown Mm -hmm. how much that's what this movie is about and how when i was that age i'd never left glen cove before i (laughs) i only knew my town you know yeah and and this still was like holy shit man this is like fucking this is it this is the thing you know it makes you like if you already feel like you're i don't know different than other people that you're around or like special Mm. in some way then you're like yes that's that's me i can relate even if you haven't left or whatever, you already right. feel that you're an outlier in your in your town or whatever. Yeah, but it's interesting because Zach Braff's character is not the cool one. Like he he is coming back and staying, and everybody who like affects him in the movie is somebody who didn't leave. Right. So it's yeah. kind of like the reverse of what I assume all of us kind of felt when we were young, where we we're like, I can't wait to get the fuck out yeah. of this place. Yes. Get to the fucking city where shit's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know me and Jeremy were like, I can't wait to leave my town and go 30 minutes east. 30 minutes away. <laughs> well, I, I mean. Where they'll never find yeah. me. <laughs> For me, in high, doing high school and college in the south, mm. like I was, you know, after having grown up in Los Angeles, I was like, I want to go back to a city. Like yeah. at this point, I think I was thinking I'm going to go back to L.A. Right. Um, instead of, even though I had already had a, a taste of wanting to go to New York. Um, but I definitely wanted to live in a city again. Yeah. So I don't really know. Cause I definitely wasn't like, Oh, I definitely want to go to a small town and, and find a, a <laughs> you know, someone to love there. Right. Um, that wasn't what I, I, I think what it was, there's this, I feel like it's kind of at the base of this movie is sort of just like carpe diem. Mm. is just like seize the day guys you know like don't waste your life and i think that can be really something as a kid feels sort of potent yeah Um, yeah but i don't it's more complicated than that and i'm not really sure why or like what i thought about it as a kid there's some like go with the flow quality to him just like allowing things to happen to him and like going along for the adventure and then you know Mm. all these shockingly interesting things happen in his small town but right but it's not even a small town thing necessarily because i i had a lot of friends from who who were like manhattan kids who loved this too like really it really i think honestly i mean it's what we've kind of touched on already which is like the soundtrack is is really the key to it (laughs) right it's like it's the music is what makes this movie it almost feels at times like like the headphone scene is kind of key to it because it's literally just zach braff being like here's here's songs that i like i made a movie to show you songs (laughs) zach braff single-handedly making the shins like a sensation i think at that time 
And I remember having friends that were like, I liked the shins before Garden State. <laughs> of course yeah, they did. of course. Obviously. <laughs> they learned about them from liner notes. Everybody always, yeah. <laughs> I learned about, about them from the liner notes of something From Garden else. State. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not ashamed no. to say that this was the first time I heard the shins. The first time I heard Iron and Wine, probably. Mm, that might, um, yeah. I think probably, really, the first time I heard a Simon and Garfunkel song that wasn't one of the big hits. I think I had what's already Simon, heard song. What's Simon Garfunkel? Uh, the Only Living Boy in New York. Oh, yeah. I love that song. It's a great song. Not a big hit. Uh, I forgot that that is... It's, it's Simon and Garfunkel? Paul mm-hmm. Simon or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I did know the shins. And I did know Ooh. Iron and Wine. Ooh. But I didn't Look know... at Brain. I didn't know Zero Seven, mm. which I don't know if I... I didn't. I didn't really care about much of the soundtrack. I mean, I knew Coldplay. Yeah. I definitely listened to that soundtrack a lot. I did. Yeah, I liked. That I I, a I lot. listened to it a lot, but I remember like end up like skipping around a lot and being like, mm. "Yeah, this song is kind of whatever." That's true. That I did. Um, but the thing about it is that like had my favorites. The way that these needle drops felt egregious this time is, I think, kind of what the intention of this movie was, which is like they kind of always feel like it's it's a bit of a music video, you know? Mm. Like, he just kind of, like, right. starts it when he's going to do, like, a fun little sequence. Like, the, the the is it Fru Fru song? The, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one starting when they're in the house party. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's zero seven that's zero seven well whatever that song like the way that it starts right when he like takes the drug and then like uh and then like the party starts to speed up and he's sitting in the couch or whatever that's just a fucking music video and like this whole thing just feels like it's kind of like a series of music videos kind of like cut together with a very bare bones plot yeah yeah for sure and it's, it's funny there's a there's an interview i read or a part of the interview i read with him where he says that he was like there's you have a puberty when you're a kid and then you have a mental puberty in your twenties. <laughs> and he was like, that's sort of <laughs> right. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so he was saying that he kind of wanted to make a movie about that. Interesting. And that it's sort of just him like coming to be mature, I guess, but it, it's not, it's not about, no. it's not about that. And I don't think that that's when mental puberty happens. No. Either. <laughs> but I, but I think, isn't there some science that that's how boys are? That 20, like it's 25, 26 is when your brain stops developing, I guess. It's right, your return that's what of Saturn, too. It's your return of Saturn. <laughs> it is? Yes, 26. Um, 26. Damn. Uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I was just talking about this. That's a good record. With somebody. It, it is, is a good, good record. record. <laughs> um, probably the second best No Doubt record. For sure. Tragic Kingdom is yes. obviously number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a big rock study fan. Obviously. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Um, I love the Harajuku I, girls era. Just kidding. Really? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um oh but mental puberty right i was just talking about this with somebody that like part of one of the craziest things about becoming a parent for me has been like the way that my brain has just changed and i've like had like new personality traits just form mm-hmm. where like i like became like a much more patient person and i'm like it's just weird because it's like you're in your mid-30s and you're just like when was the last time I like got a new personality trait? That's crazy. <laughs> I noticed thing this about myself. I'm much more kind. Yeah, I just like I, did, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a movie made by a mid twenty year old being like, I get life yeah, now. I get it yeah, now. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think for teenagers, that's like 
wow, I'm smart because I get this right. movie. It's a very attractive thing. I think, yeah. I think yeah, you that, hit the nail on the head. That's probably what resonated with people is that everybody's like, I'm smarter than everybody else and I get mm-hmm. this and like this is speaking to me. Yeah. Absolutely. And I and I think I think what what's interesting about what Zach Braff thinks life is, I'm sure changed because he gets married and has kids later and makes movies about that. Um, but I think what's interesting is that none of these movies so far have really addressed the climate that they're in, mm-hmm. which is like, he's feeling numb and alienated, but there's no reason why the movie has to make up a reason that it's because he's like insanely over medicated. Yeah. Um, which I don't think he's trying to say anything about society at large. He's not talking about like the opiate burgeoning opiate crisis or no. the, no. or, or like the Prozac nation, like kids on Ritalin and Adderall and stuff. Yeah. I think he's the, really just saying people feel this and I need my character to have a reason to feel that way. Yeah. I think our next movie is the first one to really kind of like start to address it, which is next week is I heart Huckabees. Mm. And yeah that one a big central piece of it is is climate is the climate crisis right that's the thing mm-hmm. that first i can't bonds mark Wahlberg and jason schwartzman together i don't remember they're that like first reformed well. guys hmm? what'd you say me she said she oh i don't remember that movie well oh but... yeah so mark Wahlberg's character is a firefighter but he like uh was he like rides his bike everywhere or something like that like he he always beats the fire truck on his bike and then um and Jason Schwartzman like is part of like an environmental advocacy group. We'll talk about this more next week. I'll listen but to it's next the first week. one. I'll rewatch it's, it and it's, listen. It's, it's, it's as far as my memory goes. It's the first one of these to actually start to address like actual you know goings on of the day. Yeah, this one. And then totally after that is, is it's just like yeah, disaffected. Uh, and then white Juno is guy, yeah. Juno's yeah. about a, a a pregnant woman who who there is a scene directly where she goes to to um get an abortion to to get an abortion and then like somebody like makes her look at like the what is it somebody tells her like uh, the, the fingernails right. and, and she can't do it yeah which isn't true which uh. not only isn't true it's <laughs> very dangerous uh yeah. propaganda uh, yeah but we'll get to those information yeah but it's inter- it is it's interesting how this movie is entirely about a guy who's completely alienated has no friends has no nothing but like this sort of like in insolent drive mm-hmm. to like be an actor or be somebody uh, supposedly and realizing, but every time people ask he's like yeah I don't, yeah you know i was in a couple well, it's also really weird because he like he's been in something that complete strangers he's the main character of some football show yeah like he's a big actor or he's the retarded quarterback I just remember that natalie portman said the <laughs> right. word retarded like 20 times 20 in one times. minute <laughs> Wow, I can't believe you're not retarded. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, which is funny. It's a good scene. It's a funny scene. Um, uh, but, but she's. She, it, it's interesting because it's like, he's just like, he got there and he's doing it because he just wanted to do something, I guess. Yeah. Or like be yeah, somebody different. Yeah, they never get different. into why he's an actor, like what he gets out of it or anything like that. That's another thing I had, had a problem with this. There just seems like there's a ton of stuff in the movie that doesn't pay off. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like he had the idea and it's like to get, from one scene to the next and then it doesn't actually matter like yeah. why is that guy a millionaire for silent velcro right why yeah. why is anything because like there's they well, wanted the to velcro shoot thing. crazy scenes at his pool yeah. and his mansion right it arrow. just feels very scripty in that way yeah, i guess it it kind of rings a little true to like the the weird like coming back home sort of feeling of like having the mm-hmm. one friend who like 
I, like like the inexplicable success of somebody is kind of I feel like it's a trope of of like childhood friend groups. There's somebody who just like did something crazy where you're like, oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that's true. Uh, and it, but I think it has, which I in some cases forgive and like. Yeah, like I do like the night. And he's just like, it doesn't make any sense no, that he would have, he would have his suit of armor. He would have dressed up at work, yeah. Yeah, sure. they don't let him take home the suit of armor. Right. I mean, similarly, like the, the the bathroom, the iconic bathroom sad guy money shot is, is I mean, th- that doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah. why would you make a shirt out of the same material that you put exactly. on the wall? It w- you don't have get- fabric you can make a shirt out of. But that's not, it's wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess the implication is she also had fabric for a ch- a pulse, like she, yeah. of the same design or whatever. Or but she it's like still put like, fabric on the wall. Yeah. I don't know. No, I was but, I wondered about that too, and I do want to, sh- but I also want to shout out Jackie Hoffman. That is the woman that uh, the character. Oh, actress. she she sings once, oh, twice, three times. So a lady. Funny. I love her. She she just steals every scene she's in. She's amazing. She's great. Yeah, I uh, I just loved. There's like, did I already say this that there were? Oh, I already did mention all the yeah. Ann Dowd, Gene Smart, Jackie Hoffman, and Ian Holm. Oh yeah, Ann Dowd is very good. I in just this. yeah, I love that he. She gets a very these brief little bit of stuff. Older but character actresses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quote unquote older. Yeah, Ann Dowd's <laughs> They're pretty, probably old now. Uh, yeah, Ann Dowd is definitely old now, but she was. Was she like maybe in her like forties yeah. in this movie? Ann Dowd is the uh, the Peter Sarsgaard's mom. Uh, no, that's uh, Gene no, Smart. that's. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, who's Ann Dowd? It's Natalie Portman's mom. Oh, yeah. She's great, too. Yeah, there's a lot of great actors and, and a lot of great performances, especially in the, the, the sort of Jersey uh, rogues gallery. Yeah. Um, and you, I, I definitely forgive some of it because it's funny. And some of it, I'm like, this doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't And it go doesn't anywhere. really pay off. And it's not funny. It feels like a setup to something that never comes. And I feel like there's quite a few things in the movie that are that. Um and yeah. I think it's kind of just a movie that's supposed to be about like, don't lose touch with people. And what you can do is just enjoy people. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason you're alienated except for your own sort of medicine. lack of focus or your like, own psychiatric medicine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Specifically your medicine. Really. It's a rule. It's, it's a movie about just getting off of your, <laughs> getting off your fucking meds. Yeah. And just getting out there into the wild. Stop taking your meds. Stop taking meds. It's a dangerous message. They're fucking killing you. It is a really <laughs> dangerous message. It's surprising that, like, I don't know. Nobody really talked about it. I yeah. I don't remember I feel like critics. if this movie was made today, it would have some sort of a resolution where, like, something crazy happens and he's like, okay, I realize now I need some of it. Maybe I was over-medicated, right. but, you know, I do need some amount of it. Right. For my mental health. There would have been a Twitter have, like, thread. Like big all caps mental health. Dangerous implications of <laughs> yeah. just oh, getting yeah. off Neuro- your meds. <laughs> like neuro atypical Twitter would just yeah. be like absolutely ripping it to shreds the and they'd have to apologize be, yeah. or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not how it worked. He's just better off his meds. And you know what? Maybe you are He's too. He's just alive. Maybe you are too at home. <laughs> yeah. Try it and then and then uh, write in the if comments. If you're listening, you know who you are. Email Jen I'm talking directly and, to you. and tell them how it worked out for you when you went cold turkey off your medication without consulting yep. uh, a licensed health professional. Yeah, that you that you've been on for 
probably i don't know 20 years yeah. 20 years <laughs> give it a try and if and if 20 years is accurate to your experience guess what i'm talking directly <laughs> to you right now <laughs> you're the one you're the one Jason. You're, you're the special one <laughs> and you know what we're friends <laughs> you and i you know jeremy and Bryn. <laughs> you know That's me personally I, well, you know I, I don't want any part of this <laughs> we're close and personal friends <laughs> Bryn has you a understand crush on me. You. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bryn has a crush on you. <laughs> if you DM her the right thing. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is like swatting. Show up at her house. <laughs> this is swatting. It's podcast swatting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, it's an interesting movie. It's definitely, I think, at once overrated and underrated. Mm-hmm. It's it's very hated. It's overhated, I think. Yes. And it's like... Just looking at the letterboxed for it, I was really surprised by how thoroughly negative everything on there was. It's it's gone full swing to yeah. this movie sucks and is stupid. And you know what it reminds me of <laughs> is Crash a little bit. When we watched Crash and we were like, it's bad, it's stupid, but it's like not like a zero. It's not like a it's not like an irredeemable piece of garbage. Yes, you know, you know what? I mean, I think you were a little softer on it. I really <laughs> didn't like that movie, but I haven't seen it since it came out. And I hated it, and I was like, "This yeah. is garbage." But I, I haven't seen it in you know however many years since it came out. But the funny thing about Crash is that ever since I saw it, I just remember that my dad loved it, and anytime he would recommend, he has recommended a movie to me since that came out. I would always be like, "I don't trust your judgment because you liked Crash," <laughs> and it's something that <laughs> I always good- bring up. I'm like, I just, I don't know. That really. <laughs> has changed my opinion on your taste. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very... I mean, I would never trust anybody who liked Crash. As an adult. Ever. My dad was an adult when it came out. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is a fine first attempt, honestly. Like, as a, as a directorial debut, I would have... If it came out, you know, if I was an adult when this movie came out, I'd be like, cool... Yeah, I can't the, wait to like see your cool second eye. movie. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Yeah, a lot I wouldn't of ideas be raving about it. So hopefully yes. the next one's a little more streamlined. But like as a romantic comedy, like it's not that bad. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's an interesting take on a romantic comedy. It's a it's a different. Uh, I know I know we're over time, but I I wanted to mention this is what people point out when they talk about manic P- pixie dream girl. Yes, even though the guy who coined the term was talking about Elizabeth Town. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, she's definitely doesn't have much agency, but she does seem like a character, even though she doesn't seem like she has a lot of reasons to fall in love with Zach Braff. She's definitely like for him. Yeah, she's for him. I think, though, that the reason why I don't think that she like falls into the typical manic pixie dream girl thing is that like, I don't actually think that she like turns his life around meaningfully like it it seems that she does and (laughs) yeah the whole idea is that she's like like, yeah like live a little man like do this thing and he's just like wow yeah i mean i guess her personality i don't know if i buy it it feels like a ton of quirky qualities thrown onto a person like okay she has this brother her mom's a little weird there's hamsters running around they have a pet yeah. cemetery she's uh what's it called uh the thing epileptic, epileptic. <laughs> yeah i think what's weird about her actually as a character that i'm just realizing as you're saying it is that she doesn't act she's 
her character is a shorthand for cool girls. Mm. And she doesn't actually have anything cool about her. No, she's extremely lame. Like she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> she's she doesn't like doesn't a have dork. Any, she doesn't have any hobbies though. Yeah. Like she doesn't like she's not into even like I don't know, macrame or Yeah. Like, like she's Juno not, has a fucking hamburger phone, you know, she plays <laughs> yeah. fucking guitar and stuff. Like Like she's clearly into music, so she must be like have taste or whatever. Yeah. But like you never see her engaging with that. She's yeah. never like, I'm big into music. She's just like weird. And I'm like, she just immediately invites this guy over the night that she, the day that she meets him. And then for the next three days, she's like, I've got nothing going on. I'm just going to tag along. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have work. I don't have like shit to do. She says she has a job. She works in an office and she has to wear a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I feel like she's a poorly written, like sort of. Yeah very early 2000s misogynistic tropes of a character but mm-hmm. like i don't think she really counts as like a manic pixie dream girl because she's like too weird i don't know does that I mean, make maybe sense maybe i she's don't just, remember yeah. the full definition but i feel like she does fall pretty mm. squarely into but let me i don't know it's i mean it's i believe the idea in the in the initial article was that it's like a it's like a quirky woman whose sole purpose in the plot is to like teach a man to live a little and turn his life around i mean okay I well that's that she d- so that's, is kind that. of, that's absolutely that's kind of that yeah that's her whole deal yeah uh, one more thing that i do feel like we have to bring up is the absolutely atrocious fits in this goddamn <laughs> the the the, yeah. the the outfits that people are wearing in this i i really like the first time it like it's believable yes <laughs> but like the first time it really called attention to itself was in the final climactic scene at the airport when it's like, it's like the, like, I just realized I love you and uh, you changed my life and I'm going to stay here. And he's wearing this like fucking like red, this, like, yeah, like a red Henley or something. It looks like it's supposed to be sort of like a football shirt, but it's like, it's like these wide elastic bands around the arms <laughs> and the neck that just like are just so wildly unflattering. And then she's wearing like a tight pink like a uh, uh, velour, like a it looks like a juicy couture hoodie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's always dressed like a little kid. Yes, yeah. she is, and she has the the two French braids, which is also kind of childlike. Yeah, 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 like she's going to a wedding. It, it's <laughs> no, she is actually very childlike. But yeah, the fits are pretty yeah, bad. Pet hamsters. That's not a. That's not an adult's pet. But pretty, yeah. But pretty believably bad. I'm like, this is actually what people in New Jersey are wearing right now. In 2004. <laughs> in 2004, yeah. <laughs> I guess. It, but, you know, presumably you had a costume designer who could have, like, you know, upped the ante a little bit. Yeah, you're making this You're making this hip movie that's going to introduce the world to the shins. Yeah. You can't dress <laughs> I mean, a little bit fucking cooler. That shirt, the, the wallpaper shirt, is the best thing that he wears. I that's love true. that yeah, shirt. I love that shirt. <laughs> I would love shirt. to have it. I would you love get to it. own it. I would love to own that shirt. I want, I want it for both of you. Thank you. <laughs> and then we could stand like next to each other, yeah. and like it'll be sort I'll of be like the, the wallpaper same effect. For you first, and then you'll be the, <laughs> the wallpaper for me. <laughs> we'll have to do a forced right. perspective thing, right? Somehow, <laughs> you're, you're we'll, really we'll figure it out. We know enough filmmakers. Yeah. We'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> All right. So, recommendation? Like, do you recommend this movie? No. If you didn't see this when you were a kid, don't watch it. Yeah, you don't. I don't think if if you have no <laughs> if you've no connection to this movie already, there's no reason for you. You know to what see I this. just realized? This movie is not as good as Jersey Girl. 
No, not at all. Jersey Girl is a cute movie about having it. a daughter. Yeah. And Ben Affleck. Ben mm-hmm. Affleck, Kevin Smith's uh, first uh, foray into the non-exc universe. And it's got George Carlin. It's a cute little romantic cute comedy little about with Liv Tyler. Um, and this movie has too many problems. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would just be like, if you really haven't ever seen it and you want to know, like, what people were into in the 2000s, like, as a as a geological foray, maybe, but, yeah. like, it is kind of important But in it's that a way. very specific type of person. I feel like, I don't know, if you have, like, no connection to... If you have no connection to, like, 2000s indie rock, there's really no reason. Like, if Absolutely. you if you never saw this and you don't like that type of music, <laughs> zero, zero reason to watch this. Yeah. Even not, if you're from New Jersey, I don't even think, no, like, there's think enough so. Jersey stuff in it. No, it's it not could that happen f- anywhere. Like, all these quirky things yes. happen. And I remember that Jersey people latched onto it in a way where they were like, yeah. Because, you know, we also had Weird New Jersey, the magazine. And so, like, yeah. we took great pride in being a weird state, quote unquote. But, like, that stuff is not really... All the weird stuff that happens, like going into the hotel and the, the crevice or whatever it is, all that stuff, that's not actually... Oh, yeah, Method Man is in this Method movie. Man is that in was that. weird. Oh, yeah, that was a weird <laughs> scene. It was really gross. And then him being like, who just saw titties? And they're like, well, it's... I don't know what the fuck is going and on. And they all begrudgingly yeah, they're like, well, each raise their I hand did, one by one. So I guess come, I did see titties. I can't argue okay. with that logic, logic math. <laughs> Um, no, I don't, I don't recommend this movie. I definitely don't. Even though it holds, I mean, even though it was more enjoyable than I anticipated it being for, you know, watching it like however many years after it came out, 15, no more, whatever. 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a 18 years ago, 18 years. It's like, it's like the film equivalent of a carpe diem tattoo (laughs) on your foot that you got at like Bonnaroo or something like it. It's really kind of regrettable. Are you going to cover it up? Who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah. I'm wearing yeah. shoes most of the time. It was the time. But like, <laughs> but it's 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 not worth doing again. Absolutely yeah. not. No. No. Um, and you definitely regret the person who got it. <laughs> um, so yep, that's the movie. Thank that's you so it. much, Emily, for coming on and talking about it. Thanks for having me. Uh, being a generation lost champion <laughs> you'll be inducted to the hall of fame next time Hell yeah <laughs> uh where can people find you and your things oh uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at a pretty big mouth and i post my stuff there i have a link tree whatever great and we have a show together that's right and it's called al bummer it sure is and it's on giantbomb.com that's where it and is it's free it's free. You can listen to it. It's you don't free, you have to, to pay it. You for it. You can watch it. You don't have to pay. You don't have to give Jeff Bacalar a fucking cent. Not a red cent. <laughs> not a red cent. Not any color of cent for that matter. So go check it out. And in fact, I'd encourage you not to. <laughs> Just kidding. He does pay us. <laughs> pay them. Well, I mean, you could just give us money directly. That sure. also works. Right. You know where you can do that? You can do that at patreon.com slash generation loss. You're absolutely right, Brent. This show, $5 <laughs> um, a, mo- a week, a month. $5 a month. That's nothing. <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, for a second, I was like, is it a week? Is it a month? I don't <laughs> yeah, remember no, no, anymore. No, the, the epi- here's the crazy thing. You give us $5 a month, you get one episode a week. Wow. wow. It's what a such deal. a deal. <laughs> it's such a deal. I'm going to go sign up right now. Thank you so much, Emily. Uh, Don't do that.
Thank you. But everyone else listening, please do do that. Go to patreon.com slash generation loss and pay us $5 a month and you'll get one bonus episode per week. We are talking about themes and movies and the movie news. And this most recently, we've been ranking all of the movies we've ever watched on Generation Lots, which has been a fun thing. To it's do. been a fun thing. It's been what six episodes now, and we're still like we're starting to get into stuff yeah, that maybe. I remember watching fairly <laughs> recently. Wow! Um, and uh, what a task! And uh, we're also uh, doing emails. When you write us an email, we read the email on the fucking behind show. the paywall, though. Not on not, not on, on the regular show. show. You got to pay us for that. And it's fun. It's <laughs> we just had a great one. It's a good time. So. Hang out with us there. Also, you get Discord access where you can hang out with us, and we show you the movie that we're going to talk about on Sunday. That's right. And by the way, if you didn't like this episode, feel free to tweet at us about it. I had a lot of fun with that as well. <laughs> yeah, negative reviews. Negative also reviews, good. very welcome. I had a great time making fun of you behind the paywall. <laughs> yes. I hope you pay us so you can hear what a dipshit you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, other than that, you can follow us at Gen Lost Pod on Twitter. You can follow us individually from there. And until next time, that's, that's movies. movies. <laughs>